This is the Gopher Puck Live podcast, episode number 34, recorded Tuesday, February 12th, 2013. Welcome to the Gopher Puck Live podcast, along with Vigo and Hammy. I am your host, Jupiter. Well, boys... Look good Friday night. Uh, they didn't look too bad Saturday night. I think St. Cloud played a little better, but a split with the Huskies. Um, a lot of good things this weekend. A few little things that kind of bothered me. But uh, Vigo, what are your initial thoughts on the split at St. Cloud this weekend? Well, I think we saw St. Cloud's a really talented team. I mean, they stuck with the Gophers punch for punch for the most part on the weekend. Uh, the big players got got goals for both teams. I. I one of the things that's really impressed me is Nate Schmidt, the way he's played the last uh, two that's or three That's an weeks. understatement. <laughs> he's uh, he's looking like one of the best defensemen in college hockey. And, you know, it's impressive to see a guy like that get that many goals from the blue line. Hammy, your initial thoughts? Uh, you know, I was actually pretty pleased, you know, with the overall weekend. I, You know, when you're going on the road against a team that's been, you know, playing quality hockey, especially in the last month or so, and, and you're in a hostile environment to come out of it with a split. And in my opinion, I thought that we carried the play for most of the weekend. I thought that we certainly made some mistakes that they capitalized on on Saturday. But if you look at, you know, the shot chart and all that kind of stuff, I, you know, I thought that we played pretty well both nights, uh, certainly Friday a little better, but um, you know, we just made some key mistakes at some bad times that they capitalized on. I mean, when Drew LeBlanc is getting a, you know, uh, breakaway on you and that kid's not a very good skater i mean that tells you you really screwed the pooch so i mean you know we made some mistakes <laughs> made it a little easier on them in that sense but um i think big picture i was pretty happy with what i saw i guess we'll get into a little bit more of that then well i must say that i you know i wasn't disappointed saturday night you know they lost you know they gave up not the greatest goal but you know i I didn't feel bad about the split. I mean, I, I think they're doing well. I think it is a process. I, I'm not too concerned about, you know, winning the league. I just want to make sure they just keep on progressing and, you know, don't have, you know, like two or three losses in a row. or You know, just keep on progressing, keep it going. Um, my first thought, Friday night, um, you know, we've been kind of on Shea all year long. You know, he needs to grow up. He needs to get better. And, boy, when he did that backhand saucer pass over to Schmidt Friday night, I was like, holy crap. It was a beautiful pass, a beautiful setup. Hammy, you've been kind of rough on him, but he is really starting to not be a freshman anymore. Uh, yes and no. I mean, he was really? also, Come on. Well, I mean, he was also the one that was, you know, skating to the bench while the Blanc's getting a breakaway. You know what I mean? I mean, now I'm not saying it's all his fault, but you know, I, I still, but you know, and we were, I, and we're looking honest, for that. I thing. didn't like that pass. I'll be honest. With you. Oh, like come on. Really? Well, in that situation, I mean, we were up, we were, what? we were up a goal at that point, four on four. So you want to, make sure that you don't make any dumb mistakes. And that was a very risky pass. Blanc was like a, just missed that, that pass. And, uh, you know, normally I, I just don't like that kind of a play. I know some people were like lauding it. And that's great. I'm not saying anything bad about him in that sense. I'm okay. saying like that pass in general, I personally would not, I mean, it worked out, but it's one of those things where, you know, if you're a coach, you're like, 
you know, when you see them, when you see them pass it, you're like, oh, and then it works out and you're like, you know, and you're like, uh, don't do that again if you don't have to, you know? So I, I don't know. That's my feeling on that. Nice catch, A's. Don't effing ever do it again. Yeah. That type of deal. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better about him. We, we've been kind of waiting for a little bit of that offensive touch from him, and that was definitely a nice touch patch, you know, D to D, technically. Vigo, do you, you have any thoughts on uh, Shea? Well, just one thing. It was, I think it was 4-4 four and four when it happened. So, I mean, you know, there's less guys to worry about picking off that pass. And if you just got to worry about one guy and you get up in the air like that with a nice sauce, you know, it, it can work out for you. But I think Shea's better. I mean, he's he's definitely getting more confident from the more ice time that he's getting. He's probably gotten better because of you know the ice time reduction midseason, and they're going to need him down the stretch. Well, see, my feeling on the four-on-four four bit is that you really want to keep possession of the puck in those situations. I mean, that's how you really, you know, main, when you're maintaining puck control, four-on-four four is big key, and I just thought that that was a little risky for that situation, especially when you're going across – ice pass like that so and it's on the backhand so it's probably not going to be as strong so nonetheless it worked out and we won by two goals so you can't complain too much i guess yeah you really can't complain too much i mean uh a split on the weekend against a good team on the road uh what do you think about the disallowed goals the first one uh i completely agree with once his helmet comes off no matter when the referee blows the whistle you know, they've got that rule of intent to blow the whistle. Um, so once his helmet came off, I thought, you know, the play was dead right there, no matter what happened. The second one, yeah, I wasn't too happy. I mean, I don't know. I, it could have gone either way. But, you know, definitely the first one I had zero problem with. Vigo? I was a little questionable on the second one, too. First one, clear cut, helmet's off, the whistle's got to be blown. The second one... I mean, what are you expecting, Rao, as soon as he loses the puck to just skate back to the blue line and take up or something? <laughs> I mean, sure, he's going to hang out there a little bit, but it's not like he was flopping on, you know, Farragher and making a big scene in front of the net. He's looking for the puck. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's tell- a little too strict. <clears throat> yeah, well, for me, that's exactly my feeling. I was like, the first uh, call-off goal, I totally agree that that was the right call to make. The second one I thought was a joke. I mean, Raul follows, you know, he's going to shoot the puck, and of course he's going to follow through. And if you look at the play, uh, I don't remember which defender, if it was Jensen or who it was, it was pretty clear that he bumped him. I mean, he didn't really hit him hard, but he bumped him enough that he's going to continue in that direction towards the goalie. And so I thought that that was a terrible call. So it didn't cost us in the end, but, you know, certainly at the time you, you start to wonder oh, boy, is this going to be one of those games where we're going to be really frustrated because of the way things are going. So, Well, Hammy, what do you think about St. Cloud this weekend? Well, you know, it's funny. I, my feeling on it was, you know, it's kind of like I said earlier, they're playing, you know, pretty good hockey, and especially in the last month or so, they've been playing much better after they got through with the non-conference part of their schedule. Um, you know, to go in their rank – you know, when they're playing pretty good hockey and the play that like we did this weekend, I was real happy with it because, um, you know, I, when I look at the, I kind of look at big picture stuff sometimes and I'm like, okay, well, if we're going to play them again, it's either going to be at Excel in a final five or potentially an NCAA game, both of which are going to be on neutral ice. Well, Excel, I mean, I know other fans think it's a gopher rank, but it's still technically neutral ice. So it's obviously that 
is going to lose some of the factor for not being on St. Cloud's home ice. And then in addition, I thought that one of the clear advantages we had on St. Cloud was how we played along the boards, you know, kind of went into puck battles, those one-on-one kinds of battles. And um, obviously when you're on NHL size ranks, that becomes more of a factor. So I really, if we play them again, I feel very positive about, you know, what we could, you know, of coming out of that game with a win. So, I, you know, they're a good team. I mean, obviously you can't be a, a crappy team to be in first place. So, but I think we match up very well with them, particularly, you know, potential playoff situations. Well, Vigo, they definitely have put themselves in a great position. You know, they, they're, they're in the lead. They've got, you know, they're playing well. Uh, it's something they've never done before. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, the door isn't shut on the rest of the teams in the conference. Definitely. There's still, there's still a way for teams to, to threaten for the cup. But St. Cloud's done a lot of work, and, you know, they didn't blow the weekend, and they've they've put themselves in good shape with their last uh, six games of conference. And, you know, they control their own destiny. And, and the way they looked against the Gophers, you know, I don't see them dropping too many points down the stretch. They, they, they control the puck really well. Uh, they can gain the zone with control. They don't have to chip and chase so much. Um, and the teams that are playing, they're going to probably be, you know, controlling the game and dictating the pace. See, the thing is, is that they did not get many shots on us this weekend. That was the one thing that kind of surprised me. I mean, they, ba- I mean, they what got one, got twenty-one one night, and I don't remember what they got the other night. But I mean, they did not get many shots on us. So from a you know, from a puck possession standpoint, I'm not quite as convinced that they're that great in that sense. Um, I think that they certainly played well on their home ice this weekend. I kind of thought they looked tight on Friday. I thought they looked nervous, and I thought that St. Cloud, to me, is a team that if you get up on them, they're going to struggle because I don't think that they're a team that seems to mentally have the kind of like the Gophers were against North Dakota or, or even how they were on Saturday night where it was like a I mean, we really came storming back late in that game and really put the pressure on them and just didn't get that tying goal. So I kind of think that they're a team that has to have a lead in order to really feel good about themselves. Well, besides this uh, past weekend, uh, quite a bit of full slate of games in the WCHA. Um, let's start with uh, North Dakota, Nebraska, Omaha. Um, you know, they had that outdoor game. They had the Friday night game. North Dakota pretty much may have, you know, ended, you know, Nebraska Omaha's hopes of winning the title. They, you know, they, they swept them, and obviously they played pretty good uh, Saturday in the outdoor game. Hammy, what are your first thoughts on that series? Uh, well, I think that we're just seeing that uh, I think that UNO is not what they. I think I didn't. I was never a big UNO fan in this uh, this year. I mean, I thought their goaltending was awful. You know, and it it remains to be very questionable. Um, you know, you look at their goalie stats; they're just not very. They're both under ninety percent. I mean, they're just. I mean, I know they have uh, Belfour that's popped in a few games, but you know, I mean, their goaltending just hasn't been there. And I just think that that's such a key factor for a team. You know, when you get down to the crunch time, and uh, if you don't have that reliable guy back there. You know, it's an uphill battle, and what I think they're far out of the uh, pairwise right now. Where are they in the pairwise? They're like kind of down the upper uh, teens somewhere. So, you know, they really are. Uh, they might not make it in the uh, NCAA's even. So, they better get something cooking quick. 
Yeah, I'm looking up on the pairwise right now. They are number 18 in the pairwise, Nebraska-Omaha. So their margin for error isn't very big. So Not at all. Uh, Vigo, North Dakota, starting to pour it on like they do every season. Yeah, Gothberg is really stepping up as their goalie. I think he might be the answer. I think he's definitely the more athletic of their of their guys there. And uh, Nebraska-Omaha, they, they're a one-line team. You know, that Walters line generates a lot of their scoring. And after that, you know, they struggle. Uh, they've got some good defensive pairs. But, uh, you know, you start playing a game like that with, with North Dakota, and North Dakota's getting good goaltending. It's tough to stay with them. Definitely, definitely. Minnesota – oh, go ahead. I was, I was just saying I hope we don't see ice conditions like there were at the, the ballpark in Omaha. Some, some of those afternoon pictures they took looked brutal. Yeah, I mean, I read some stuff about some of that antifreeze stuff uh, leaking and just the cooling system not being very good. Uh, I hope, you know, Soldier Fields had their rink up for a little while now, and, you know, they probably know how to deal with the ice. But, you know, if if we see sunshine like that, you know, the games might get pushed back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So Minnesota State goes up to Duluth and sweeps them. Uh, Vigo. Are the dogs done? You know, I would be a little nervous playing the dogs in a, in a playoff game if that's the way it shakes out. Yeah. But, I mean, they had a three-goal or two-goal lead in the third, I think, on Friday, and they gave gave the lead up. And, and then Saturday night they just didn't come to play and got smacked down. You know, they've got some talent, but they, they are just not putting it together. Hammy. Yeah, I mean, it's starting to look like uh, UMD is everybody's slump buster. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know that they're off to Bemidji State this week. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen there? But I mean, yeah, it's you know, we kind of knew at the beginning of the year they actually played a little better earlier in the year than I thought they would be. You know, considering what they lost off of last year's team, and uh, um. But they've seemingly crashed to earth. Or what are they? They've won. They're one in five in their last six games, or something like that. And uh, I don't remember what it is. Five or six games. What? But uh, you know, and a drunk hockey guy sounded like he was pretty disgruntled about the fan. Uh, you know, where the fans were there, especially the student section. So it it sounds like the uh, the bandwagon is emptying up there. Well, how about Minnesota State, though? I mean, they're, they're in a tie with 25 points with Denver and Wisconsin. And uh, the way they're playing, they're, they're going to be on home ice for the WCHA playoffs. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, they do have a couple, you know, tough series to end the season at CC and in North Dakota. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, they've played pretty well. And, uh, you know, they've maintained it. You know, that's the thing that, uh, you know, I've – been a little surprised is that they've maintained it a little bit better than I thought they would. I thought they'd maybe come tumbling back a little bit, but not terribly. But uh, they've certainly uh, played a lot better here in the last you know few months than I expected. All right, we've got Anchorage and Tech. Looks like a split there. I mean, obviously, uh, looks like Friday night Tech had a lead. Anchorage just came back and beat them. And then Saturday afternoon, Tech you know blew them away. You guys have any thoughts on that series? Oh, it was Winter Carnival. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, when UAA comes to town, that's when you want to have your carnival. <laughs> it's like homecoming. Wow. Yeah. I just noticed uh, Tech smoked Northern Michigan tonight. Wow. Eight to two. Didn't Northern Michigan sweep St. Cloud? I think they did in St. Cloud, too, didn't they? I wow. believe so. 
That's a big score. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what do we got? We got Wisconsin tying Bemidji State Friday night and getting them by a goal Saturday night. I thought Wisconsin would play a little bit better, but uh, they didn't, you know. What do you think, Cammie? Our opponent well, this weekend struggling yeah. with Bemidji State, and Bemidji's been bad. Well, I think it just kind of goes to show you the margin for error for Wisconsin is very small. I mean, they're, I was looking at it before the podcast. I think I saw that in eight of their last ten games, they've scored two goals or less or something like that. I mean, they're not a team that's going to you know, typically score many goals. And so if the other team gets pops a couple in, I mean, you can see why they wouldn't sweep, you know. So I'm I'm not, uh, you know, I'm surprised they didn't sweep the series, you know, because Bemidji isn't very good. But uh, I'm not really surprised in terms of the scores necessarily. I expected a low-scoring thing, so. Any thoughts on that series, Vigo? Well, I think the interesting thing is that Wisconsin was playing with a lead both nights, and they lost it on Friday in the third and then on Saturday, they gave up two goals. They had a 3 nothing lead, and they gave up two. And it sounds like it got close at the end. And that's not typical for Wisconsin hockey. And, you know, they're usually, when they do get a lead, they're able to sit back and, and protect it and make the game uh, choke down to a crawl. But, you know, they're vulnerable. They're, they're not looking like they're going to make it in on pairwise. So they're playing for home ice right now and a chance to get to the final five. So it's a big weekend for them. But... Not being able to finish with Bemidji does not bode well for them. Vigo, CC takes three points from Denver. I think that was probably the surprise of the weekend for me. I I thought Denver would come in and I mean they had a low scoring goals. affair Friday night and then it just blew open Saturday. Yeah, and somehow Denver gets to keep the gold pan is what I was reading, which which is curious. You get it must a be a total Friday. goals or something. I, I don't know, because I guess they won it on Friday night. So I don't know how that works, I guess. I thought I knew more, but somehow they get to keep it, even though they, they blew the game on Saturday and lost in overtime. But both games were close. It's Obviously, just, yeah. I'm, it just shows you that I don't think you want to be playing CC in the, the final you know final five tournament. Well, I think they won the, the gold pan because Denver swept the series earlier in the year. Oh, there you go. So the overall record was... Two one and one in, in Denver's favor. So, thank you for the education. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm actually very surprised by that too. I mean, um, you know, CC has been just sort of schizophrenic. You just don't know what the heck you're going to get from. Them. They had that bad slump for about a, you know, six weeks, and then they've uh, they've been looking like they played a little better. Of course, they played Anchorage, so I mean, that's a slump. You know, and they only tied on both games, so that's kind of a a little bit pathetic, but. Uh, you know, overall, I thought that uh, that was a very surprising series. So we've got, got St. Cloud State up at the top with North Dakota right behind them and Minnesota and Nebraska-Omaha right behind those two. Um, any other thoughts on the WCHA? I mean, it's – boy, I mean, we've got North Dakota 28 points all the way down to Wisconsin with 25. I mean, it is very close for home ice here. Um, there's going to be teams jockeying all over the place with, you know, CC and Minnesota Duluth probably, you know, looking on the outside, but what's going to happen here, guys? Hammy? Well, I mean, it's, I think obviously the top three are going to be in some order, you know, the St. Cloud, North Dakota, uh, Minnesota. I think the Nebraska, Omaha looks like they're starting to slump a bit. And I, I would expect that they're going to be one of those teams if they don't pick it up here quick that they might actually be one of the ones that are in the bottom half and which you wouldn't have thought you know not yeah. too long ago but it, the way that they've been playing you know 
Um, you kind of have to wonder about that. And uh, Denver has been really kind of hard to, to peg as well. I mean, they got swept in St. Cloud and then this last weekend. And, you know, so it's, they're kind of hard to figure out. I think Minnesota State's been playing consistent enough where I would expect them to get home ice. And, uh, you know, Wisconsin, their margin for error is just so small that you don't really even know what you're going to get from this. So it's it's very tough in that little middle ground area there to figure out, you know, what's what's going to happen. Vigo, you have any thoughts on what's going to happen in the next month? Well, that whole middle of the conference, it's just, you know, you can throw them all into a hat and put them in any order, and I'd be unsurprised. One of them is going to be left out. <laughs> yeah, one of them is going to be left out, and I, I couldn't tell you who it's going to be. I think the one thing we learned this weekend is the top three is going to be St. Cloud, North Dakota, Minnesota, and that's probably all we know. Uh, Denver's creeping up in the pairwise. They they might be battling for an NCAA spot here down the stretch, and I think that probably motivates them to stay in that top half. Yeah, so they're, what, they're sitting at 12th right now. So here's my – what do you guys think about the league in general this year? Because for me – Honestly, I'm not – I mean, you look at non-conference performance and all that. I'm starting to wonder if if the league is maybe – is down again this year. I think that the Gophers have been the only team that have really played well non-conference. The other teams have sort of been, you know, up and down. St. Cloud's been bad in non-conference. I, I'm kind of wondering, you know, once we get to NCAAs, you know, are we actually going to see, you know, the WCHA not actually perform all that well as a league? What do you think, Biggs? Well, I, I do kind of wonder how St. Cloud will play in a in a playoff game against a team that's physical and against a team that they have to dump and chase on. Uh, you know, they're not the biggest team around, and you get you know a little lulled to sleep with that long hair all over the ice, and <laughs> and I think you know that could be a problem for them. I, I think North Dakota knows how to play that game, and Minnesota at times they've they've shown that they can play that patient game too. The rest of the conference, I'm not sure about. Denver's lost a lot of close games, and when you're talking about a one-game elimination, uh, St. Cloud and Denver might struggle in that situation. But I think uh, North Dakota and Minnesota will be fine. You know, I love the long hair, by the way. I hate it. I think it looked really. Hideous. Oh, come was, on. That was, I, I know it's all for a good cause. It was awesome. It was like Yammer Yager was out there half the time with his hair uh, just flowing. Nobody's going to have that kind of mane, dude. Guys, <laughs> you had that kind of mane. I've seen the pictures. Yeah. Hey, you have to admit that that was a sweet mane back then. <laughs> you look like you're an 80s hair band, man. Well, I kind of, in a way, I sort of looked that part. I was, that... I was totally distracted during the whole game by the long hair, so. I don't know. I kind of liked it. It was very old school. Oh, Somebody needs at... to go buy those guys some conditioner, man. That looked hideous. Yeah, they they kind of had the scruffly face, neck, and beard, you know, a whole thing gone, and they could have cleaned it up a little bit. Nah. So if you look at the pairwise right now, we got Minnesota at 2, North Dakota 6, St. Cloud 8, Minnesota State 10, and then Denver at 12. Uh Denver, Den- Denver, Denver should there. be a little worried. Denver should be a little worried, but Minnesota State, I don't know, if they keep playing solid, they're probably going to get in. And when, I mean, when have they have they ever made it to the tournament since they've been D one? Maybe once. Uh, I think they did one time, but I cannot remember for was sure. It, was it the two thousand three year? You know, I know they played Minnesota really well that year. You know, yeah, I don't remember what year. Was. I think they got in there once. I can't remember for sure. So that would obviously be a big boost to them when they're going 
<laughs> the only one staying in the league, pretty much. Um, well, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We might have to get Tim Bruley on to see what he thinks, you know, in the next couple of weeks when the pairwise start to become even more and more important. Well, tonight, boys, the Minnesota hockey team, our Gophers, unveiled some new jerseys for the Hockey City Classic. And uh, obviously, I, I, I'm a, I don't know. I don't know what to think about them. They, they're very similar to what was worn back in the 60s. You know, many of us had up jerseys made up that were almost just like this about 10 years ago. Um, dark maroon with Gophers diagonal going across. I heard it was going to be Minnesota going across, so obviously they changed their mind on that. Uh, initial thoughts, Tammy, on the new jerseys that were uh, unveiled tonight. Uh, honestly, I was a little lukewarm by it. I mean, I, I didn't think that they were bad or anything like that, but I, I just, you know, I guess I kind of thought, you know, if there's going to be some behind the scenes hype about it and whatever else that, uh, it'd be a little more attractive than what it was. I, I honestly, I just didn't feel like it was all that spectacular. So it, it's all right. It's something different and that's kind of nice. And, but, uh, I don't know. I've seen better. Viggs? Well, when you do a jersey like this, there's a very high probability that you can mess it up. I don't think they messed it up. It's a, okay. it's a safe jersey. It looks nice. It's clean. Um, it's throwback without being too atrocious NFL throwback-like. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a good classy jersey. I think it'll look nice. Well, the, these jerseys, you're not going to be able to buy them, but you can uh... – auction for them because you know what they're going to do with these jerseys from all the guys on the team they're going to have an online auction for each one of them that'll uh, uh benefits uh was it defending the blue line i believe yep and uh so you can get your hands on a game used jersey if you want so you just have to pony up for it but i just don't see the use selling these um separately anytime soon so for some reason, they just can't get along with their Nike rep and well, get hockey jerseys. Made. Obviously, they had those, you know, like thirty jerseys made up this year, and you know, hopefully next year they'll do the same thing. But part of the problem was with that this year is you know they ordered thirty jerseys, they ordered multiple sizes, but they ordered some really large sizes that still haven't been sold because they're almost goalie cut. I mean, they're meant to have pads in them. These are official jerseys. And nobody's going to wear a 56. Even, I mean, that would be big on you, Vigo. And you're, what, how big? Six-something? And it would be big on you. Vigo? Did we lose him? I don't know. I think we kind of lost him there. All right. Well, I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, it'll be good for guys like uh, Fire Helmet Guy. You know, isn't he like... He's, you know, carrying a lot of extra padding on him and stuff like that. So that'd be perfect for him, wouldn't it? All that, <laughs> he can hide beers and hide, like, flasks and whatever underneath. You know, it's, it'd be perfect for him, right? Oh, well, it might be, but who knows? But, you know, that's one problem that you has is getting jerseys out there that look good. And uh, they're just teasing us with these jerseys. I mean, people are going to want the, them. Well, I mean, I like I like the jersey. I just didn't think it was, you know, when they're kind of teasing you about it and like, oh yeah, we got this new, you know, that kind of thing. If you're going to tease it up like that, it better be something really spectacular, in my view. You know, as a marketing guy, if you're going to tease something up and make it sound like it's going to be great, it better be great. And I just thought that, well, it's all right, but it's just not quite as great as I would expect. 
Yeah. Well, we'll try to get uh, Vigo back here. I don't know what's going on with him. He just disappeared on us. Um, you know, like I said, we have a guy I know had a bunch of jerseys made up a few years, uh, 10 years ago, and they were just like this. I mean, very similar. You know, the gopher's going across, numbers on the shoulder. Um, I actually like the stripes that the way we did it back then looked a little better. But because, uh, you know, they had, instead of just you know, equal yellow, white, yellow, or gold, I should say, it was a thinner white, a thicker gold, and another thin white. And I thought it just looked a little cleaner. Vigo, you back with us? Yeah, I'm back with you. Technical problems apparently hey, here. Hey, hey, it's just fine. We just kept on rolling. Yeah, you talk about my size and my internet connection. Oh, I know. Well, you know, that's how it goes. Any other thoughts on the Jersey guys? No, that's are you going to try to buy one? Are you going to try to buy one? Try to get one in the auction. Are you going to try it, Viggs? No, I probably won't. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about Henrik's college fund, so I'll, I'll let some other generous soul donate some money to the blue line. Yeah, I've got a jersey that looks just like it anyway, so I don't I don't think I would waste my money on it myself. Um, let's go through some questions. Uh, quite a bit of uh, stuff going on via Twitter. Oh, there's a, you know, Joel likes hockey. What are the chances we actually buy one of these new jerseys this weekend? Slim to none. None, Joel. Nothing. Just just bid on it, Joel. You're, that's the only way you're going to get this jersey. You're going to have to be part of their online auction. Obviously, it goes to a good cause, but no, they're, you're not going to be able to buy these. It's just the way the U works. Is the auction over eBay or what is it? You know, I'm guessing they'll have something online and let people know, and we'll tweet it out when we find information, but. I, I have no idea how they're actually going to do it. Um, Dirt43 wanted to know about the WCHA race. We kind of talked about that already. Oh, what else do we have here? Oh, here we go. Well, this kind of gets into, well, we won't, we'll skip that one for now. Somebody Could wants to know about. Tease, man. You're mentioning yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. Saying. Well, one of them wants to know about the Badger defensive style. And I'm like, well, we could talk about that when we get to the game here. Um,. Hammy, what do you think of Ryan Walters' success at UNO? You think Don regrets losing him? That comes from Gopher Puck. Uh, no, I really you don't. don't. Think so? I mean, well, I mean, look, it's not like you wouldn't want a kid that's you know scoring well on your team, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I I'm uncomfortable with the question simply because I there's details I don't really want to go into, but I, I can tell you that there's past issues between players that. You know, you kind of have to look at from a chemistry standpoint um, that I know would have been an issue had he been in this on this team. Um, and then you also say to yourself, well, and, you know, who do you, you know, whose scholarship do you take away now on the current team that we yeah. wouldn't, you know, who would we would not have, you know, and some of these guys that are, you know, you could say, oh, I'll take one of the freshmen, but, you know, it's not a matter, it's not that easy. You know, you have to line up what was your needs at the time and, you know, so it it's just there's a lot of variables that go into it. Um, if you're telling me, what, hey, would it be great to have a kid like that as far as a production standpoint on the team, another kid like that? Well, of course, but that's not, it's not as black and white as that. There's other factors involved that I, I don't want to go into total detail on, but you know, there's certainly other things beyond just looking at the goals and assists that you have to think about when you're building a team. We'll head up that topic years down the line, and you can tell us all the big secrets. Sounds good. I, f- I feel like I just got teased there. First, first jupe, now hammy. <laughs> what, what kind of show do? is this? 
It's a terrible show. It's a terrible podcast with terrible it, hosts. And terrible hockey town and terrible city. <laughs> terrible uniforms. Right. Vigo, do you have any thoughts on Mr. Walters? Well, you know, I I like a lot of the guys in the top six for the Gophers right now. And, yeah. you know, if you're putting them one-to-one against each other, you know, the guys they have right now are doing pretty darn well at their at their position. I think, you know, two-way players and – it might not have worked out as well as it's working out for him at UNO, and hopefully he has success to the next level. Well, and that's the thing that people need to realize is that it, they always act like it's going to be the exact same, like it's an apples-to-apples situation, but, you know, different teams have different needs, and different guys are going to play at different spots, and you have chemistry among teammates and, you know, and line mates, and it's just not the same, you know. And so when people start bringing that stuff up, I know I had this argument on Twitter like about a month ago, you know, with, uh, you know, some people and I was just like, well, some people don't know all the details, A and B. It's never an apples to apples situation from one situation to the next. I mean, we've seen guys get traded in the NHL, you know what I mean, where they're playing great for one team and they go to another team and they're not playing great, you know, or it's free agency. You know, they play great with one team and then they get the contract and they go to another team and suddenly they're not performing, you know. So it's it's not as black and white as people try to make it seem. Well, let's move on to this week in the WCHA. Um, quite a few teams will be taking the weekend off, but uh, we've got Minnesota Duluth heading to Bemidji for the weekend. And with the way uh, Duluth's been playing lately and the way Bemidji's been playing lately, I think it's going to be in a tie and a tie, 0-0. Hammy. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes these series, these series are kind of like, oh, my God, you know, what, what do you expect is going to happen in that? Um, I think that this is a series where um, certainly, uh, you know, UMD. Which one you said UMD, correct? That series. Yeah. Yeah, UMD and Bemidji. I. I it's what? hard to you know with it's... the way that they're slumping and Bemidji. You know, at least they're going to win. That's probably going to be at home. So you're like, oh boy. Um, I would probably say that this is going to be a split. I'm sure that Duluth will break through in one of the games. Um, Bemidji's played, I think, a little better. I mean. You know they've. They always seem tie. to play Duluth pretty well too. Yeah, and I'm sure that you know whatever's going to get drunk hockey guys ire up, you know, will probably be entertaining for the Twitter followers. So <laughs> maybe that'll help things. So, I, but yeah, I would say it's probably going to be a split. Vigo splits Bemidji. What do you think? I think probably a split. Uh, I I imagine that uh, UMD gets up on fr- Friday night and almost chokes away the lead and. Then uh, Bemidji comes out Wednesday and takes him down. You mean Saturday? Saturday. <laughs> Wednesday, Saturday. It's all good. Yeah. Baby brain. Michigan Tech heads to Minnesota State, and I'm, I think uh, the Mavericks are going to sweep on this one. What do you think, Viggs? Yeah, I'm right with you on that. Uh, Minnesota State's been putting together a nice season, and I think it's going to continue here. And Michigan Tech's probably going to have that winter carnival hangover as they uh, carry over into the next week. Hammy? Yeah, I think it's pretty hard to pick against uh, Mankato in this series, given how Tech seems to be a little schizophrenic. I mean, you know, even at home against, uh, you know, this last weekend, you know, they're against Anchorage. It's So I would probably say the way that uh, Mankato's played consistently, you know, I think that they're going to sweep. Nebraska Omaha is heading up to Anchorage. Um, I'm thinking Anchorage is going to get Two to three points out of this, Hammy. What do you think? 
I, I, actually, I don't trust Omaha. I, it's always a tough series. It's the end of the year. It's been a long season. Who the hell wants to go up to Anchorage at this time of year? Well, I mean, I I definitely agree. I, I will not be surprised at all if, if Anchorage comes out of this series with, like, two points. I mean, I, you know, they, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, UNO does not have great goaltending. I think Anchorage has shown that they're a hardworking team that will, you know, certainly make you earn what you get from them. And, and I think that uh, one of those games, I just have a, the feeling that uh, UNO is not going to play well and it's going to be Anchorage winning it. What do you think, Vigo? Well, I still think Omaha is going to get three points here. Oh, I mean, okay. they, they're, they're, they're going to be coming off their games against North Dakota and uh, they need some points. And I think uh, Blaze gets them going and they get three. Finally, we've got our Golden Gophers heading to Madison and Chicago this weekend for a doubleheader with the Badgers. I mean, I'm going to say sweep just because that's what I do. But, you know, Friday night, they always seem to play pretty well at Madison. But but Sunday, I just have no clue. We just, the conditions, the atmosphere, um, none of these guys have played a real outdoor game in probably a long time, whereas the Badgers seem to do it every few years. Um, Hammy, what are your thoughts? I mean, for one thing, I'm not big on an outdoor game, counting in the standings, but that's just me. But uh, what do you think? It's a big weekend, and it's going to be a big uh, deal in Chicago as well. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I think the you know it, that's kind of the wild card, is you don't really know what, how it's going to be with that outdoor game. So I, that's... It's a little bit more difficult to choose uh, what you think the outcomes are going to be when you you're not playing two consecutive on the same rink. So that's the uh, the challenging part. I think that if you look at you know statistically, this should be even if it's a road series for the Gophers, it's statistically they have the advantage. Okay, in a rivalry series, we always talk about you know you can throw out what's gone on already in the season yeah. and all that kind of stuff, but. Um, the Gophers have generally played pretty well in Madison over the years. So, I mean, I think that there's a good chance. That can, and we've talked about, you know, Wisconsin, really, their margin for error in games is very small. And, and the Gophers play pretty good defense. Wilcox, you know, has played pretty good all year long. Um, so I don't think that we're going to end up giving up many goals to the Wisconsin. I'd be surprised if we gave up more than two goals a game, you know, in either contest to wisconsin it, the, what it's coming down to is you know how you know they're probably going to play cons- i would guess they're going to try to play conservatively against us and you know are our guys going to be patient enough to be able to kind of just you know bide their time and, and capitalize on their chances and not try to make those mistakes you know and you know where it's going to be going the other direction and, and maybe that does give wisconsin opportunities to score more goals because you're impatient and you make bad passes so um, I think it's really going to come down to showing some patience and then, of course, capitalizing on special teams. Our old friend uh, Andy Johnson saying apparently only a couple of uh, Badgers have skated outdoors, and uh, we really don't care, Andy. Vigo, <laughs> your thoughts on the weekend? <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a good opportunity for the Gophers to get four points. I think they've been playing solid hockey, and they get in trouble when they make defensive mistakes. And I don't know if Wisconsin even has the firepower to, to fire back on mistakes unless it's that top line. You know, they just don't have a lot of goal scorers on that team. So I, especially if the ice condition is bad on Sunday, I think the Gophers are going to be able to chip it deep and, and work the forecheck and 
you know, force the play a little bit at the net. It could play into their hands and, and force them to play a more patient game. Because if the ice is soft or, you know, the blue line's not very good, they're going to have to chip it and chase it. And that you, was, could look, you could look at that different ways, too. I mean, if, it, if it's bad ice, you know, obviously a team that's kind of more skilled-based, like the Gophers, I think that, I mean, I think it's fair to say the Gophers have more skill. That could be a frustrating factor for them. That could actually play into Wisconsin's hands more simply because they want to keep it that low-scoring, kind of grinded-out affair in, a, in some way. So you could look at it different ways, I guess, is the way I would put that one. And, and that's exactly what Tanner Hendrickson said via Twitter. He's asking us, do you think the ice quality – will favor the Badgers' defensive style, and you seem to think that it may do that. Well, it's, I'm, I'm just I mean, I'm speculating. It certainly is possible because, you know, when you're a team that's not going to be scoring a lot of goals, you're obviously going to be, you know, trying to play more conservative. You're, gonna, you're not going to want to be flinging around the ice a lot. And if you're a team that like the Gophers that are accustomed to scoring more goals, you know, that could be a frustrating factor. Uh, ah, uh, fatherhood. Isn't it great, Vigo? Uh, Henry just wants to say he totally disagrees. He thinks the ice is going to work out for the Gophers big time. Hey, that's probably what it is. The kid's what a homer. A, he's a great hockey mind. Well, he's already got his, you know, Gopher onesie and everything, so he's he's on board. So you're going to do a live report from Matt, uh, from Chicago for us? Yep, the, the wife, uh, child, and I are all going down there for the weekend, and, and we'll be there, or I'll be there on Sunday. So I'm looking forward to the event. And Are you going Friday as well? well? Not going Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm actually uh, brewing beer with my father-in-law on Friday night. So also brewing exciting. some beer. Yeah. Uh, very Wisconsin-like. Well, you know, if you can do it. <laughs> well, you'll have to report for us, you know, about the atmosphere, you know, and, and everything. Because uh, I'm definitely not going. I never even thought about going. I don't, for some reason, it just didn't really appeal to me. So, who knows? So, what do you guys think? Four points, then? You think we're going to sweep the Badgers? We're just going to go with it? F the you Badgers? Know, I, Better than that red? You know, I, I it's it's so hard to pick a sweep in a rivalry series for me. Um, I would probably no, be No, it's not. Come on. It, well, if it was at home, that'd be one thing. But it, I'm actually going to say the Gophers are going to get three points. I don't know which game they're going to tie. But I'm going to say that they're going to get three out of four. All right. Same with you, Vigo. You seem to think uh, four points is pretty possible. No, I, I think four points is in the in the realm of possibility this weekend. I think both games are a race to three. I think if you get three goals, you're going to win. And the Gophers have been able to generate enough chances. I think yeah. they're going to come through and uh, go, on a, go on a streak here. I think uh, we're going to see a four-game winning streak. Ooh, really? Sweep, yep. Sweeping the Bulldogs right after that, too, huh? Yep, sweep, sweep. I'm thinking eight-game winning streak. Ooh, wow. I don't know if that'll compare to the Gopher women's winning streak because they never lose, apparently. Nope. Man, I, I, I wish we could talk about them more, but what's there to say? They keep winning? I don't know. They have what? They have four regular season games left, right? And then they yeah. basically play the rest of the, the season at home, don't they? Because I think the final, whatever they call it for the women's hockey, the final five version yeah. for women, that's at Mary, or at uh, Ritter Arena. And I think the NCAAs is at Ritter Arena or something like that. You know, I'm sure there's so, a regional, though. Well, I think the regional is at the higher seeds home ice. 
which obviously for the Gophers is going to okay. be Ritter. I mean, they're going to be at Ritter again. So I think that they're pretty much. Yes. The final faceoff is at Ritter. Um, the NCAA quarterfinals, it says to be determined. So I. That's at the higher seed, I'm pretty yeah. sure. So. And then the Frozen Four is at Ritter. So, boy. It's so a, if they win, I mean, they could. They might. They might. I mean, knocking on wood, they might go undefeated. I don't, you know. They finish up uh, Bemidji State this weekend at home. And then they head to St. Cloud the following weekend. Um, uh, <laughs> well, they should win, obviously, those four games. Yeah. And the rest of the time they're at home, and you would think, hey, you know, I know that any, I know there's some teams out there that could give them a tough game. And I, like we saw in 1980, anybody can be beaten, right? But I mean, if they put their best foot forward, I mean, they, they might go completely undefeated this year. They have 72 points in the league, North Dakota second with 45. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they've already clinched the the league. So, and then they're playing the two worst teams. So they're gonna have an undefeated regular season. And there's little doubt about that. So we're cheering for you, ladies. To go undefeated would be uh, uh, simply amazing. It would just be a phenomenal thing. Unfortunately, if they do to get to the Frozen Four, I believe that's the same weekend as uh, as the Final Five, isn't it? I think it might be. It I might be. Sure. I mean, that would be tough. Final five weekend. Yeah, not quite. I sure. haven't made it down to one of their games yet, but I'm going to go because I, you know, you never know. I mean, if they go undefeated, that you might never see that again. Saturday hockey for women. So head down Saturday, four p.m. at against Bemidji State. Good time to go down and see the women. Yeah, this might have to do that. I mean, the ticket, the general mission tickets are hardly anything. They're very cheap and. And obviously, these girls are not like your typical women's team. It's more like watching, you know, Team USA in the Olympics. These girls are highly skilled. So, I recommend you go out and see them. And you're not saying that because they're good looking. You actually mean they're actually skilled in their sport. <clears throat> they're they're good looking too. Oh, okay. You know, so, I hate to tell you, one-timers. the the female athletes for the women's hockey team are much better looking than they were ten years ago. Because usually when they say, you know, they've got talent, you don't know exactly if you mean they're good looking or, you know, what the deal is. Uh, so. They all they wear makeup when they're out there. They have their hair nice and a little ponytail. They take it seriously. Do they actually put makeup on? I do games? see quite a few of them wear makeup. No. Isn't that crap running their eyes? And I have I mean, no idea. I don't wear makeup. They know what they're doing, Jupe, apparently. Jupe, you wear makeup, so you know, what happens? Back in my hairband days, I did, but it's been a while. Since I've been a rock drummer. It. Any other thoughts on this weekend? Outdoor game. Uh, WCHA. Any other thoughts, guys? Vigo? I'm, Final I'm thoughts. Waiting for, I'm waiting for Quinnipiac to drop a game. I know they've got uh, games with St. Lawrence and Clarkson this weekend. I'd, oh. I'd like to see them get beat. I think they're they're a little bit overhyped. Is this going to be another Yale? Oh, well, they play Yale on NBC. On, in, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, February, is this going right? to be another team that's, you know – Number one overall in the pairwise, and uh, which gives a possible team like North Dakota or even a Denver or something like that an easier trek to the Frozen Four. Yeah, if you're a two seed, you want to be in their section. Man, it's I don't want to rip on them because obviously they haven't lost a game in forever, but competition isn't that great. So I think they're a bunch of whiners, dude. 
Well, that's. I'm just sick of this whole like, why aren't we number one crap? It's like it's a poll. Who gives a rat's ass? Okay, yeah. you get you have plenty of time to prove yourself when it really matters. If you're really the top team, so quit crying. I think they're going to lose in the first game of the NCAA's. Could be. See what the matchup is. It could be somebody like a Denver. I mean, Denver's right on the cusp right now. Would you? I mean, I would pick Denver over them. Yeah, I, I mean, I. I mean, it's not like I'm an expert on their team, so I can't completely judge. But I, you know, needless to say, I would take a team that's been challenged a lot more by good teams than I would a team that really hasn't played as many good teams. So I mean, they could easily face someone even like a Mankato. A Mankato, they bust their ass out there. They would, I think, they would cause Quinnipiac tons of problems. So we'll have to see. Any other thoughts, guys? Let's wrap it up here. Nope. Uh, we'll see how the uh, novelty game goes on Sunday because I know we're gonna, probably going to have – well, that's what I look at them. They're novelties. So we'll see. But, I mean, it, I hope it's fun for everybody that goes, and um, hopefully the Gophers will come out of it with a memorable win. Biggs? Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what it's like with, you know, with the sidelines at Soldier Fields. Uh, I've been there for uh, a World Cup qualifier once, and I was pretty impressed with the stadium itself. So it will be – It'll be fun to see it for hockey. It seems like a lot of the seats are close to the field, so it should be a entertaining venue for that. Well, yeah, it is cool that they're going to be playing at Soldier Field. You know, I mean, you're not seeing a lot of our, you know, rivals, so to speak, you know, playing in that kind of an environment. So, I mean, you see what happened this last weekend in Omaha. I mean, that's a little bit piddly compared to what, you know, we're going to have in Soldier Field. So it's it's kind of cool from that sense. What kind of attendance did they have, do you know, in Omaha this past weekend? Uh, I didn't look personally. I could probably look real quick here, but uh, I mean, I, apparently the Hockey City Classic was already fifty thousand sold, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. It was pretty up there. I'm not sure exactly. Last I saw was, uh, and I thought it was like in the forties. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, the attendance was thirteen thousand six fifty. Jeez, they could have put that in the regular. Doesn't their place hold fourteen or fifteen? Yeah, they've got it. a big. They've yeah. got a big rink there, so. Yep. Oh, man, that's disappointing. Ouch. To have to play in those kind of conditions and in front of a, yeah. a normal crowd for North Dakota, because obviously they're always like at 11 or 12. How many of those fans were Lincoln Star fans or Omaha oh, Lancer fans, too? You never know. So Brutal, brutal. Well, that's it for this week. You know, We'll be back next week to talk you know, about this outdoor game and the whole weekend. Hopefully the Gophers do well. And we'll uh, go into the series with the Bulldogs. Maybe I'll talk to Drunk Hockey Guy. Maybe he'll want to come on. Who knows? Be nothing but trouble, let me tell you. He he was good on here last year, so I think that'd be good. Yeah, he's kind of tame. Yeah, he's honest about things, so I I think he'd be good on here. You can always follow Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter, and you can follow Vigo at EVigo on Twitter as well. That's it. We're done. We'll see you next week on the Gopher Puck Live podcast.